Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. I want to welcome all of you to the show coming over from Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. And of course, everybody listening in the free archive or in the subscription archive at aftermath.media. When you listen for free or when you subscribe, you support us, you keep us on air. And I am very, very grateful for that. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to go to the website tonight and check out the books that we have available and to renew your subscription, if you're a subscriber on our site or, of course, the new subscriber should go to aftermath.media so that you can subscribe to my show and Clyde's show together in the premium package. And that, of course, not only supports The Secret Teachings, it also supports GroundZero.radio. If you missed last night's show, of course, it is in the archives. We talked about the Den of Vipers or the Den of Thieves last night. We looked at Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and how they approached the subject of usury. And once we got a historical background on usury, and also looking a little bit at the Knights Templar, then we positioned ourselves to analyze contemporary events and the collapse of a couple of banks recently, Silicon Valley Bank, being one of them, and tried to understand uh, the Wells Fargo scam. And basically the whole point of last night's show was you can't trust a small company with your phone number, that they're not going to sell it, trade it, give it away, etc. You cannot trust a multinational corporation or a giant lumbering bank with any of your information, let alone your money. I think that's really the lesson last night. And yet, we still do. And we also, as a society, collectively, we put value in certain things. We say that one thing or another has value, so it has value. And we put our trust in big corporations and big banks. And that gives them power. And when we take that power away, those big banks, those big corporations get really angry. I was thinking of this last night. I was thinking that when I first started radio back in 2010, roughly 2010, not professionally until much later, but when I first started radio, I realized that there were a lot of people where I was living in Orlando who were a lot of movements, a lot of groups. You know, I went through everything from Occupy Wall Street to the Tea Party movement, etc., And it was all geared, including the non-GMO protests, was all geared toward being anti-bank, anti-corporation, like big corporations that are corrupt, uh, anti-pharmaceutical companies, anti-bioengineering, biotechnology companies, and if not totally anti those organizations, those banks, those companies, it was opposed, those movements were opposed to the power that was abused by those groups or by those companies or by those banks. And I believe that those groups and those companies and those banks saw the writing on the wall. They saw societally people turning against them collectively and seeing what they actually do and what those companies and what those banks actually are. Wells Fargo is a money laundering bank 
for drug cartels, just like most banks are, that came out in the mainstream press. Big bioengineering companies want to control the food supply. They want to run every small farm out of business. This has been, uh, I think, visible for a very long time. Ten years ago, it used to be much more recognizable. But all these groups, all these banks and companies, I think they got together. Honestly, I think they got together, and I think they formulated a plan to create a counter-movement, a counter-revolution uh, to the revolution societally that was taking place. And so, over the last 10 years, they've gotten people who were angry at big banks, angry at big corporations, angry at biotechnology companies, angry at pharmaceutical companies, resisting all of those and more. And they've gotten those people to now support big banks. Not only do people support big banks, despite the fact that they're being raped visibly, they can see themselves and their money being raped. They can see the value of their assets being raped. Not only do they support those big banks now, but they've gotten those people to say, you know what, I actually don't even want assets. I don't even want money. I would like a digital currency tied to my behavior that is totally subjective and based on what bots and algorithms say on social media. I want that to be my currency. Same thing with people that were opposed to bioengineering companies. It used to be, hell no, GMO, hell no, GMO. And that turned into, we need GMOs because we have to save the planet. And the anti-pharmaceutical Groups, kind of similar to the anti-chemical, anti-bioengineering groups, and, and I'd say mindsets that were permeating in the general public, that turned into, if you don't get a vaccine, if you don't support this big pharmaceutical company, you can't play sports, you can't go to a bar, you can't go to a movie, you can't leave your house, you can't have a job, you can't earn a living. It's strange how that has happened in the last 10 years. This is what makes me think, that the big banks, the big corporations, they saw the writing on the wall that the general public was resisting their advances. So they simply changed their tune. And they convinced the public through complex and sophisticated psychological warfare that all the things they hated were actually good. And they used that momentum to create a counter-revolution within the revolution in order to get you not only to accept big banks as the saviors of the world, but to accept a digital currency tied to your social credit score as the solution to whatever perceived problems there might be. Or biotechnology is the answer. Not only genetically modified foods to save the planet, but genetically modifying you to save you from a disease. It's very, very convenient how it all Worked out, wouldn't you say? And this kind of is the basis of tonight's broadcast. It's the psychology of how big corporations and big banks and big government and even small businesses, and of course, social movements, how they manipulate and how they tweak and alter your perception of reality. You know about virtue signaling, right? Virtue signaling is when you signal to people, hey, 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 you over there, I'm a good person. Hey, you over there, I'm a really good person. Did you know I'm a good person? That's virtue signaling. Having to constantly tell people, 
you're a good person. Having to constantly tell white people that you care about other people with darker skin. Having to constantly tell everybody that you care about where someone sticks their penis or where someone likes to put a sex toy. You're really concerned. You care so much. That's virtue signaling. Now, I don't need psychologists to tell me that people virtue signal for a lot of different reasons. The primary reasons are they're attempting to derive social credit. Social credit is kind of like the social credit score, except it's not uh, in any way, shape, or form relating to money or currency um, <clears throat> that you would use to buy something uh, in the traditional sense. We're talking about more of a, of a spiritual or a, a non-material energy or a non-material currency. Uh, by social credit, I mean moral licensing. What moral licensing is, if you there's a lot of uh, lifestyle uh, medicine doctors that talk about moral licensing. Moral licensing is this. I'm going to go on a diet tomorrow, but tonight I'm going to eat a whole pizza, maybe two pizzas, maybe three, if I can shove them down my throat and not vomit, because I'm going to be a good person tomorrow, and I'm going to take that uh, take that diet pill, or I'm going to take that walk I've been telling myself I was going to take. But I'm going to eat three pizzas tonight, a side of wings, two dozen breadsticks, and three liters of Coca-Cola. And then tomorrow, I'll walk around the maybe the block or something. That's moral licensing. Or you're already on a diet, and moral licensing is, well, today I ate a salad. Yeah, sure, it was covered in a pound of cheese and a bottle of ranch dressing, but I ate the salad, okay? It was romaine lettuce, virtually no nutritional value there, but I ate the salad, so I can have a gallon of ice cream tonight. That's moral licensing, okay? And that's uh, part of the psychology of dieting and diet culture. You find that all over the place. But it also applies, I, I basically, uh, I think basically it's, it's just basically like social credit, right? You virtue signal, you have to tell people you're a good person to get the social credit so that you can do other things. And when you do other things in society that aren't really good things, uh, then you get the pat on the back of, well, that really wasn't a good thing. Uh, that was kind of immoral. That was kind of unethical. That was kind of racist. That was kind of just, you're just kind of acting like a scumbag and a piece of trash. But... You did say that you like trans people, so we're going to let you slide. That's social credit. That's moral licensing. And this is what people do. They do things like telling you they're a good person so that when they do something really bad to you, you think, well, they can't do anything bad to me because they're such a good person. All the people that constantly virtue signal and constantly tell you how they're, they're such good people. They care so much about black people. They care so much about Native Americans. They care so much about Hispanic people. Or they care about everybody but white people. It's always white people, of course. So they can obtain social credit and moral licensing to do really bad stuff. Really bad stuff. That's how political conversations today go. It doesn't matter what the governor or a congressperson or a senator actually does to the average person. What matters is what they say they're doing, which doesn't align with their actions, and what they promise you, a promise they'll never fulfill, 
and what they promise you they're going to do. Even if that promise means breaking the law, acting unethically, acting immorally, acting in a way that is uh, the definition of corruption, it doesn't matter. As long as they promise you something, even if it's illegal, and they do it, they tell you, I'm doing what I said I would do if I was elected. And this is another form of social credit and moral licensing because they're a good person, right? They told you they don't care what a federal judge rules. They don't care what the Supreme Court rules. Depending on who the president is, they don't care what the president says. They don't care what anybody says because, well, they're good people. And because they stand with X group, they have the social credit and the moral licensing to violate the law, to act immorally and unethically, and to do things that, well, quite frankly, in some cases, warrant a lot of these so-called powerful people should warrant sending a lot of them to prison, uh, should send a lot of them to the, uh, the local jail. But moral licensing and social credit allows people to get away with things they otherwise wouldn't be able to get away with. With This is why people constantly tell you, I'm a good person, I'm a good person. It's really the equivalent of telling a little tiny kid that you've got candy in the van, get in the van. You need to help, help, help finding your little puppy dog, get in the van. This is the same way. On all levels of society, this is how predators and psychopaths act. This is how crazy people act. They hide behind the vulnerable. They hide behind the people that are most vulnerable and that are most exposed in society. This is what Antifa does. I've seen it firsthand. I've also seen videos of it. Antifa will put people in wheelchairs, people that are handicapped or people that have some kind of mental disability, which is about 98% of Antifa, but they put them on the front lines. So when you resist their aggressive movements or advances, or when you throw something back, you're attacking crippled people. And the only kind of person who would use a crippled person as a shield or would use a mentally retarded person as a shield, whether that's physically or it's psychologically, symbolically. Those people are what we would call, in the, the lexicon of uh, theology and religion, they are demons. They are actually demons that have been incarnate as physical beings. They are possessed by something. These are demons. And these are demons. These are the people that hide behind the cripple. They hide behind the woman they hide behind the confused gender. They hide behind the chemicals. They hide behind all the things that make people confused and unable to fit into society. They hide behind those people. And those are really, really evil human beings that are possessed by the spirit of evil because all the things they support are an inversion of good, an inversion of living, an inversion of life, an inversion of L-I-V-E, which is E-V-I-L. And they think because they hide behind a cripple or because they hide behind a trans person or because they hide behind a black person and use them as a shield to advance their political ideology, that they have the moral licensing 
to do anything and everything they want with no consequences. And there are people in positions of power, mayors and prosecutors, that likewise believe they have social credit. They have moral licensing through their virtue signals by not putting black people in prison, even if they commit crimes, and even if they make the world more dangerous for everybody, regardless of their skin color, because they have dark skin, they can't be put in jail. This gives prosecutors, even police officers, certainly governors and congresspeople, this gives mayors, etc., city council, this gives them social credit and moral licensing to destroy the city, to destroy the state in the name of some political zealotry. Because they don't want to put black people in prison even if they commit crimes because they're actually really good people. And since they're really good people, not the people that commit the crimes, although they do think that people that commit crimes are good people. But since they don't put black people in prison, that means they're not racist. That means they can do things that otherwise they wouldn't be able to do because they don't have the moral license and the social credit to do it. Here's a great example. Could restrictions on certain kinds of crimes disproportionately affect black people? It's a question. It's all over the internet. Ask all the time. And also, could reactions to the stabbing of the founder of Cash App harm black San Francisco residents? Think about this. I don't know if you heard about it, but the Cash App founder was stabbed to death in a wealthy neighborhood in San Francisco. Bob Lee. Bob Lee was stabbed to death by a crazy psychopath in the Rincon Hill neighborhood of San Francisco. He was taken to the hospital where he died. And of course, the reaction to this, because you've seen media go to San Francisco and uh, routinely get robbed, have the window smashed out of their rental cars, thousands of dollars of equipment stolen, etc. And so when people react normally and, and say, well, we should probably be a little bit tougher on crime. Other people get really nervous about that, really kind of anxious about that. Why? Because, well, a lot of the crime in San Francisco is committed by a certain group of people. That certain group of people tends to be less educated. That group of people tends to be more violent because there are no consequences to their actions. They tend to commit more crimes because that group of people tend to have less of a family structure and therefore they act less civil. And that group of people tend to be people with darker skin. Now, black people are not bad people. African-Americans are not bad people. Black people and African-Americans are doctors and lawyers. They're on the Supreme Court. Uh, they're just people like you and I. And their skin color it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. My skin color means absolutely nothing. But see, there's a group of people in our society who like to hide behind those black people and those African Americans with dark skin. And they know if they don't prosecute them, they know that if they don't keep them off the streets, they know that they'll commit more crimes. And it's not just against people like Bob Lee or a CNN film crew that comes to San Francisco. They know who they're going to commit the crimes against. It ain't white people, it's black people, because their neighborhoods are traditionally overrun by thugs and gangs. Their neighborhoods are overrun by psychopaths and drugs. Their neighborhoods are overrun with black-on-black -black violence. So the liberal white prosecutors who refuse to prosecute black people because, 
Oh, they're black. They deserve to stab the cash app founder. They deserve to run wild. They deserve to do the things they do because somewhere in the past, somebody with dark skin who looked like them, which is all based on race, uh, they might have been a slave or something like that. So they deserve to just run wild. Okay, well, those white liberal prosecutors, what they don't tell you is where those people are running wild are in neighborhoods where they're committing most of the crimes, neighborhoods where black people have to suffer the consequences of white liberal policy, like in San Francisco. And it's so bad that uh, The Root, which is a super left-wing publication hiding behind black people, like most of them do, The Root said that Elon Musk had made a comment about what happened in San Francisco to the Cash App founder, Elon Musk had said violent crime in San Francisco is horrific, and even if attackers are caught, they are often released immediately. Is the city taking stronger action to incarcerate repeat violent offenders? That's what Elon Musk asked on Twitter. That prompted The Root to say that Elon Musk is a tech billionaire and a conservative reactionary who wants to see black people incarcerated because they commit crimes. And you have to stand back in awe of a statement and an implication such as that. This is what The Root says. Black Americans know that when people start talking about lawlessness and locking people up, bad things are typically headed our way. Just look at the war on drugs in the 80s, fear over the impact of crack cocaine epidemic on black Americans, or let's be real, fear over how the pandemic would impact white Americans led to draconian policies like the racially based 100 to 1 ratio between crack and powder cocaine. Not sure what that has to do with the pandemic, but that's what the article says. In total, the 50-year war on drugs led to the incarceration of millions of Americans, an overwhelming percentage of those whom are black. And that is true. They're right. It did lead to a lot of black Americans being put into prison. But who was running that? It wasn't just Ronald Reagan. It wasn't just George Bush. It was also the Clintons. They were also running the drug. Who do you think uh, gave access to the airports? The governor of Arkansas, governor of Arkansas, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton gave access to those airports to fly those drugs in. It's not just conservatives. It's liberals that do the same thing. We interviewed Freeway Rick Ross here on The Secret Teachings a couple of times, actually, who was the, the kingpin on the West Coast for distributing these drugs. And where do they put these drugs? They put them in those black African-American neighborhoods. Because it doesn't matter if you're conservative, it doesn't matter if you're liberal, if you're a corrupt piece of trash, then this is what you do. You hide behind minority groups, you hide behind marginalized groups, you hide behind trans people and crippled people, you hide behind black people because you are a low-life degenerate who virtue signals and who wants to obtain social credit by abusing other people in the name of protecting them so you can obtain moral licensing to do whatever you want, like spread drugs through those neighborhoods or not prosecute criminals so they go and continue to kill people and torture people and rape people and rob people in those neighborhoods. There was just a shooting in Louisville. I don't know if you heard about this, the shooting in Louisville. And uh, they're saying it's one of the another, another mass shooting. What they don't tell you is there were like 10 times as many people that were shot in Chicago over the weekend And nobody seems to care much about that. I wonder why that is. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We're going to talk about that Louisville shooting when we come back from break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
From parahistory and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium options. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Hello folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. I hope you find it enlightening. Yet another mass shooting, as we sort of erroneously define it. They can change the definition of that word, by the way, mass shooting. Usually it means three or four people are shot, which means that there's a mass shooting in Chicago every single day. They don't tell you or point that out. They don't tell you much about that or really point that out. But that number of mass shootings in Chicago is usually included in the dozens of mass shootings they tell you happen every single year in the United States. There's like hundreds of them. And you only hear about like one or two when it becomes politically necessary to use and exploit the death of children or the death of this person or this group to advance a political narrative. People were so angry, so upset about the Buffalo shooting. He killed black people. He shot black people. Well, in Chicago, if you just open fire in the street, you're probably going to hit a black person because they have a huge black population. That's neither here nor there, though. People were really upset about the shooting of black people in Buffalo. But these are the same people that neglect to mention the ongoing genocide and violence of black people in and around the city and the suburbs, that kind of outside area. It's not just downtown, but in the outside area as well of Chicago. Just this weekend, just the Easter weekend, 21 people were shot, including a man who was shot to death 
outside of a, I believe it was a clothing store. Four people were shot and killed just this weekend. In 48 hours, 21 people were shot. Four people shot and killed by gun violence across the city of Chicago. Now, that is a mass shooting. But it's actually several shooters, usually gang-related, that are doing the shooting. So it's not a politically viable thing to isolate three, four, five, six, seven shooters and say, this is a mass shooting. We should take guns away. And why is that? Because they've already taken guns away in Chicago. It's difficult to obtain legally a firearm if you can at all in Chicago. But of course, who can have them? Criminals can have them. And criminals do this on Easter weekend. They shoot 21 people and kill four people. And a lot of the time, when a lot of times when people are killed in Chicago, it's usually children. In fact, a lot of babies end up getting shot inadvertently because of drive-bys and because of gangs and because of drugs and because nobody wants to prosecute anybody in Chicago because uh, they're black people and they deserve to run wild. And by letting black criminals run wild, you're actually letting law-abiding citizens who it shouldn't matter what their skin color is, you're actually allowing them to sit in fear and terror of what these gangs are going to do, of what these psychopaths and these criminals are going to do. Why aren't the the mothers and the fathers and the little children with dark skin, why don't they matter as much as the criminal scum? It's because the people in power want to use the criminal scum like red guards to overthrow the system, overturn the system, destroy and erode your faith in the system so they can obtain more power. That's really what it's all about. Now that you know what happened in Chicago over the weekend, even though it's not a positive thing when people die and people get shot and there's horrible events that happen in society, uh, these events are inevitable. These events will always happen. You take away guns, you get stabbings. That's the routine thing you find in the UK. You might not have guns in London, but a lot of stabbings in London. You might not have guns in a lot of other countries, but you get a lot of stabbings and you get a lot of... uh, a lot of weapons and tools that are used to rape and to torture and to beat people and to stab them to death. That's just the nature of psychopaths. And unless you put the psychopaths in a deep, dark hole or you give them the lethal injection, they ain't going to go away. And if they can't get a gun, they're going to use their bare hands. If they can't get a knife or they can't get another weapon because they're psychos. So that's what, they, that's what psychos do. Now, in the case of the Louisville shooting, a 25-year-old bank employee who police say live-streamed the rampage, I did not watch the live stream, live-streamed the rampage, attacked his workplace in downtown Louisville. This was yesterday. This was Monday. Kind of ironically, we did our bank show last night. And um, now, now we had the shooting yesterday. I, I did not mention it. I wanted to wait to today until today to see uh, how it unfolded but this bank man this bank man 25 years old pretty young goes on a rampage that they say rampage i don't know if that's the appropriate word we should actually look that up let's see if let's see if rampage is the right word and this is what you should do every time you read one of these stories you hear this news this news on tv you should look up the words that they use what is a rampage um Rampage means to rush around in violent and uncontrollable uh, ways. Okay, that's 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 an accurate word. The, the Washington Post used an accurate word. Yeah, he was he was on a rampage. He went around and shot some people. So he used a rifle, 
know, if it was an AR-15, they'd have said AR-15. He used a rifle. It could have been a World War II rifle. It could have been a uh, rifle uh, that was uh, an airsoft rifle, for all you know. But he used a rifle to kill five coworkers and injure eight other people. And they say in the Washington Post, this is the uh, opening statement of the Washington Post article, one of the top stories this morning. I believe this has been um, this has been up updated as of uh, as of last night, late last night. This is the latest mass shooting or the mass killing, mass shooting, mass killing to shock an American community. Police shot and killed the gunman at the scene. Authorities said the latest mass killing to shock an American community. Really. Let me turn over here to ABC News Channel 7 Chicago. Let me read what it says over here, Chicago ABC. Oh, 21 shot, four fatally, and weakened gun violence across the city. Uh, and the list, it's just from, from people that were thieves to gang-related violence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. People walking out of clothing shops, buying clothes, being shot, a 14-year-old girl was critically injured when shots were fired on the street, hit her inside her home. Like I said a second ago, most of the time it's young people that are just in the home and they get shot because of gangs and psychopaths that should be put into a, a straitjacket and then have weights attached to their feet and then be dumped in the Mariana Trench, as far as I'm concerned. These are psychopaths and criminals. I don't care what the color of their skin is. If they're white, they should also be put in a straitjacket and dumped with weights into the Mariana Trench. These are psychopaths that need to be dealt with because we can't have a civil society unless the psychopaths are discouraged from being psychopaths. That's the bottom line. 14-year-old girl shot in her home. Could have been doing anything in her home. Could have been watching TV. Could have been putting on makeup. Doesn't matter. She gets shot because of liberal gun policies in Chicago. So the Washington Post wants you to focus on the Louisville shooter, a total psycho who even told his friends he was going to open fire and kill people in the bank. Doesn't matter, though. It's a mass shooting of biblical proportions. But the 21 people shot and the four people that died in Chicago over the weekend doesn't matter because it's not a singular issue, right? Just like with vaccines. See, vaccines target, supposedly they target one singular disease, right? So the vaccine for COVID can stop, prevent, et cetera, whatever they told you that they lied to, lied to you about. They can do all these things that prevent you from getting COVID, prevent, and then that turned out to not be true, and then it'll prevent you from getting really, really sick, and that turned out not to be true. And then it's like, just get it because we told you to. And it, 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 it targets one disease, right? It's just SARS-CoV-2, one vaccine, one disease, one particle, one vaccine. It's a singular thing. It couldn't be that people are largely obese, no pun intended. It couldn't be that people have diabetes and heart disease and cancer from all sorts of other things. It just has to be, it's, it has to be because they came into contact with an invisible particle that tests don't even test for. They test for associations that are largely false. But it goes the, the, the same way when it comes to getting a vaccine and everybody in the alternative media saying, People are sick and dying because of the vaccines. Well, yeah, certainly some people have been injured by those vaccines. Some people have uh, been uh, permanently injured. Some people have died. Officially, admittedly, there's no doubt about that. But every case of heart disease is not caused by a vaccine. It's caused by decades of stuffing your mouth with things that are ultra and highly processed and super carcinogenic. It's not caused by the vaccine. But again, singular issue, singular solution. 
if the singular issue is you're you're not feeling good, you're sick, it must be because of this virus and there's a vaccine or a drug for that. If you're sick and you're overweight and it can't be because what you've done to yourself, it, it has to be because someone around you got a vaccine and they shed on you. That's why you're sick. That's why you're overweight. That's why you don't feel good. It couldn't have been from all the terrible things you've done to your body over your lifetime. It has to be because someone around you got a vaccine. It's always somebody else's fault, see? And it's always a singular solution to the singular problem. Same thing with these shootings. It's a singular shooting. It's a singular individual. A single individual who shot five co-workers, killed five co-workers, and injured eight other people. When you have 21 people being shot and multiple different shooters, it's a little different because you can't really say, well, obviously it's a mass shooting. It's not a mass shooting because only one or two people were shot in each individual case. A 14-year-old girl who was critically injured when shots were fired down her street on the south side of Chicago, she doesn't matter because she was only one person shot in that shooting. So it's not a mass shooting. So they can whoop, skirt the issue. Despite the fact that the kinds of policies that are being called for Every time you see a shooting in Louisville at this bank or Covenant, uh, the Covenant School, the policies that are being advocated for by the exploitation of crises that are created, those policies are what leads to this 14-year-old being shot while she was in her home doing nothing probably wrong when she was shot by a stray bullet from some psychopath who was just firing down the street because they're a psychopath. And this happens very routinely in Chicago. And who cares about that? See, those black people don't matter. Those black lives don't matter. Because they're just collateral damage for liberal gun policy. And by the way, I'm not a conservative either because their policies are just about as dumb and just about as stupid and just about as irresponsible. So what do we know? A 25-year-old bank employee... Opened fire in a bank, killed five people, injured eight other people. Connor Sturgeon. Connor Sturgeon is the gunman. But is he really a gunman? Could he be a gunwoman? Could he be a gun Zay or a gun them? We're not really sure. What we do know is that the shooter identified with certain forms of pronouns. This is not speculative. This is not a conspiracy theory, but this does help us to segue into uh, a handful of other similar instances that have occurred recently. Uh, for example, the Q nightclub shooter, the uh, Colorado uh, shooter, uh, the school shooter, uh, the Walgreens, was it a Walgreens, I believe, the Walgreens shooter. That psychopath that opened fire at the Walgreens, all of them were having trouble identifying what their gender or their biological sex was. And it's no different for Connor Sturgeon. Connor Sturgeon, syndications associate and portfolio banker for Old National Bank, went to the University of Alabama, couldn't have been out of school, Manderson Graduate School of Business for too, too long, lives in the Louis, uh, Louisville metropolitan area, and uh, identified as a he-him. Because, you know, that's what really, really matters to make, you know, to let people know that you're a he-him. They couldn't tell by the penis in your pants. They just, you had to tell them that you were a he-him. So, 
Uh, the shooter, Connor Sturgeon, doesn't really look like he's, uh, let's say, trans. He dressed pretty nice, he has a suit on, etc. But he did find uh, some need on his uh, some of his social media accounts. I think this one of these is, uh, yeah, this is LinkedIn. He uses he, him pronouns to indicate, you know, his virtue signal. That's what it's all about. Because if you virtue signal, hey, I use he, him, I use he, her, she, her, him, them, sim, whatever. Then you have social credit to kill people in a bank. And you get away with it because you have the moral licensing to do that. You have the moral licensing to do that because you've obtained the social credit by virtue signaling your pronouns. That's what this is all about. That's why the 14-year-old girl in Chicago, one of 21 people that were shot over the weekend, just over the weekend, that's why that 14-year-old girl doesn't matter. And I'm not even going to tell you, is she black? Is she white? Is she, she Irish? What, is, what, what color is her skin? Doesn't matter what color her skin is. A 14-year-old got shot because some psychopath was just randomly shooting down a street in Chicago because they follow gun laws and gun laws say to discharge your firearm randomly into homes and shoot young children. That's what apparently the gun laws say in Chicago. If you would like a gun to defend yourself from these psychopaths, then you are a white supremacist criminal. Of course, where most of the crimes are happening are black communities, and therefore, if black people can't have firearms to defend themselves... Kind of sounds like what the Democratic Party wanted during the age of slavery, a race-based system where black people could not own anything to defend themselves, nor could they own property. And that turned into the ghettos and the slums today that are controlled by white liberal policies that lead to all these crimes being committed and white liberal prosecutors who won't prosecute the black people because they love black people while they let good law-abiding citizens suffer the consequences of that. And that leads to 14-year-olds being shot, two bullet wounds to her thighs, and uh, no repercussions because they don't know who shot her. And that happens in Chicago on a daily basis, uh, on a weekly basis, on a weekend basis. Uh, just over Easter weekend, 21 people shot, four people died in what was in a lot of cases, random violence, gang violence, drug-related violence. And yeah, most of the most of the perps were, they had darker skin. And uh, most of the people they shot had darker skin. That's how it usually goes down. I don't have a percentage for you, but that's how it usually goes down. And uh, those people don't matter. Those people don't matter. But the people that were shot at the bank in Louisville they matter because now it's politically necessary to exploit this crisis, to ignore the fact that Connor Sturgeon used he, him pronouns indicating he was a virtue signaling, social credit seeking, moral licensing psychopath. They want to ignore that part and then use this to push for more gun control because more gun control will stop psychopaths who can't identify what pronoun they are and have to use all of them to obtain social credit and moral licensing so they can kill people and then call it justified. Totally and absolutely insane. According to the Washington Post, what prompted the gunman to carry out the attack, attack remained unclear Monday afternoon. Louisville Interim Police Chief uh, Jacques, uh, Jacqueline Gwynne Villarol said it was her understanding that Sturgeon had no previous interactions with law enforcement. 
that she confirmed that he was streaming the attack on Instagram. But she released few other details about the incident, citing an ongoing investigation. This is another reason we should completely destroy Instagram. Tear it down, rip it down, destroy it, get rid of it. Instagram, TikTok, and all the other communist uh, and all the other big technology, big uh, big government, big corporation uh, spy devices. If, if guns are the problem, then TikTok and Instagram and social media companies in general are the problem. Okay. And of course, in this Washington Post article, they had to remind you that this, this bank shooting was the 15th mass killing this year, according to a database maintained by Northeastern University. 15th mass shooting this year. You know where most of them were? They were in Chicago and major cities where you can't own a gun legally. That's where you're getting your mass shootings. Now, they don't put that in context. They just say it's the covenant shooting. Okay, it's the covenant shooting. That's what caused, you know, that's what caused people to want to want to ban guns or whatever they want to do. And the thing is, you know that people that want to ban guns, a lot of times they have uh, stock in gun companies, right? It's just a bait and switch. It's just a scam. You know that, right? They, they make money off of telling you they're going to take your guns from you. Are they going to be able to do that? Nah. But you know what they will be able to do? They had a lot of money, making a lot of cash, a lot of cash. David Wilcock cash, getting that cash money. Every time they tell you you're going to take your guns away, they're going to ban this, they're going to ban that, they're going to, they're going to regulate your, your ammunition. Every time they say that, somebody makes money. Every, you know, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings or something like that, every time a gun grabber chimes in about how we should get rid of guns, Another gun grabber makes a lot of money because it's all about making cash, hard cash and power. That's what it's about. And here are some other examples. The Maryland shooter, Snochia Mosley. Maryland shooter back in 2018 at a Rite Aid. It was a Rite Aid, not a Walgreens. Excuse me, it was a Rite Aid. Diagnosed with mental illness, shot and killed three people. They were a transgender woman who was having trouble with their identity. Reuters, 2020, transgender teenager, Alec McKinney. Alec McKinney had a really hard time deciding what his gender and sex was. He was transgender. The Colorado Springs shooter, LGBTQ nightclub, the Q Club, Club Q. Anderson Aldrich is non-binary, according to the court documents. And Connor, this shooter here in Louisville, Connor Sturgeon, he identified as a he, him. He used the pronouns to let you know that he's a good person. And when he opens fire at this bank, it's okay because he's a he, him. And by the way, he told his friends that he was going to do this. And once again, just like almost every shooting that's staged and planned like this. And by staged, I mean uh, the police and law enforcement virtually do nothing. They, they know it's going to happen. And it's just like it's either allowed to happen or there's negligence involved and it's allowed to happen. Or, they, or, or you know, to the benefit of the police, they can't do anything about it anyway. They can't respond to every threat. So then this happens. And it's then allowed to just gestate in the media and they ignore the violent crime in Chicago. They ignore the violent crime in Portland. And they just allow these stories to gestate. 
They allow these stories to birth. They allow these stories to grow. And they ignore all the details. All the details that might help investigators to put together a profile of who's committing these shootings. For example, Audrey Elizabeth Hale, the Covenant shooter. What does Audrey Elizabeth Hale have in common with the Rite Aid shooter and the Club Q shooter? Also the Denver Area Charter School shooter, the Louisville Bank shooter, they're all transgender. Now, don't you think that that makes people that actually are transgender look really bad? Don't you think that makes those kinds of people the target of violent rhetoric and hatred? And where do you think a lot of that violent rhetoric and hatred is coming from? It's coming from the GOP and it's coming from the conservative base. I mean, look at the way that people reacted when the Covenant shooter was killed. Cheering. Celebrating it on social media. That's what you get for being trans. Screw you. Two middle fingers. F you. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, you know, when a, uh, quote, conservative commits a shooting or at least when a, when a liberal does it, and then they try to blame it on conservatives. And uh, same thing the liberals do. Yeah, it's a conservative. It's bad, evil, white Christian people. It's always white people that are saying that, of course. So the shooter in Nashville has uh, the same background. And uh, Connor Sturgeon also is a he-him using his pronouns. What does that mean? I'm not, I'm not too sure what it means, but I know that when you have consistencies and you have patterns, at least I think that's what you should do. You should recognize those patterns and then you should uh, see if they mean anything. Do, do, these, do, these, do these things mean anything? Like it, it, it's always white conservative Christian people. They're the ones that do shit because Christians kill people all the time, right? So it's always Christian white conservative men that do it. But when it's a woman or a trans person, suddenly the pattern just dissolves and evaporates and nobody can see the path anymore because they're too concerned. It's just, it's just gun violence now. But when it's, when it's politically necessary to exploit the color of the person's skin or the color of the victim's skin, then they do it like the shooting in Buffalo. Oh, black people got shot. <laughs> oh, black people got shot. Really? You know how many black people get shot in Chicago every 12 hours? Every weekend, it's like dozens. It's literally dozens of black people get shot in Chicago every weekend. Where is the BLM protest? Where are the people that cared about the Buffalo shooting? Where are the people that are so angry over the, 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 the pronouns that are being misused and the dead naming by the mainstream media? See, the mainstream media can't even keep up with their own scam, with their own Marxist ideology and cult zealotry. They can't even keep up with it. More people were upset that the shooter at the Covenant School was dead named than they were that... The psychopath killed three kids. They were more upset. They, they dead-named the, 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 the psychopath shooter. They dead-named them. Oh, my God. But the three kids laying there in a pool of blood, that doesn't matter because liberal, Marxist, cult, zealot ideology is king. That's all that matters because Mao told you to be concerned with the pronouns and not with the dead children. But then those dead kids are exploited by people like Gavin Newsom of... California, who literally might be the Antichrist, or at least he could play the Antichrist in another Left Behind movie. Uh, Gavin Newsom, all over Twitter, somehow I get his tweets. I don't even like him. I don't follow him. And somehow his tweets are up there in the top of my Twitter all the time. Uh, and his his Twitter the other day, it was like, uh, it was like I think it was, it was over the weekend. 
our kids are dying from gun violence. It's like, last time I checked Gavin Newsom, our kids are dying from obesity. Our kids are dying from diabetes and heart disease and cancer at very young ages. Our kids are dying of sudden kid death syndrome. Nobody knows why. That's why our kids are dying. Kids die from gun violence? Yeah. Why don't you talk about why those kids are dying from gun violence? Because the shooters are always on SSRIs. They're always on some kind of big pharma drug. Either that or they're on hormone therapy. You know how women get and men get when they're on their periods? Men have periods too if you didn't know that. You know how men and women get when they're on their periods? Really emotional. You go through cycles, cycles of the moon. You get really angry, really, you know, kind of PMSy. Men get that way too, by the way. I think ladies would agree with me. You know how people get like that with, with hormones? What if you're taking high doses of hormones that you shouldn't have in your body to begin with? Well, that'll cause really violent outbursts. You mix that with antidepressants, which are a virtue to take for some reason, and you get this kind of violence. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. A lot more after this. Please go to the website. If you're already a subscriber, thank you so much for subscribing. You can resubscribe if you'd like, or go to aftermath.media and subscribe to my show, Clyde's show, and all the other great stuff we have for you on Aftermath. Media. If you're listening for free, thank you so much because we get paid when you listen to the free archive. The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. It is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com, and our social media pages, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings and tst underscore underscore radio over on Twitter. More after this. Don't go anywhere. From parahistory and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. 
There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable you know there was another shooting at a community college that louisville police responded to yesterday just within hours of the bank shooting actually about two miles or so from the old national bank one person was killed another person injured so that's not even a mass shooting but the Washington Post and others imply it's a mass shooting because they associate it with another mass shooting. But make no mention, and I've read the article, make no mention, not a single mention, not a blurb, not a statement, not a word, not a screenshot, nothing about the shootings that occurred in Chicago over the weekend. Now, if these people really were thorough in their investigations, really wanted you to think about gun violence really wanted you to think about how dangerous society is because of guns, then they would have to tell you about what is happening in Chicago, which is now famous for this kind of violence routinely, every day, every week, every weekend. I mean, if you just go to the internet, literally just try this on Monday morning. Every Monday morning, just go to the internet and type in Chicago shootings. And every single Monday... You get another news story, ABC, CBS, local Chicago news, which is about how many people were shot and killed or shot and injured and how many of them were children or teenagers every single weekend. But the geniuses, the masterminds of journalism over at the Washington Post, they don't want to tell you that. Now, this is confusing and this might make some people ask questions like, why? Why would they not tell you that? Did they just not know that there were shootings in Chicago? If they're going to report a single person getting shot at a community college, then they have to report the four people that were killed and the 21 people that were shot overall in Chicago over the Easter weekend. If they're not reporting that, they just must be really bad journalists. Or perhaps it's not politically Necessary to mention that because you want people to focus on the bank shooting and the community college shooting and the covenant school shooting. That's where the political necessity is. Because, see, if you focus on the shootings in Chicago, you'd have to address the fact that Chicago is, for the most part, not entirely, but for the most part, a gun free zone. And that's why you have the most shootings in Chicago because criminals don't give a damn. It is, however, strange 
Think about think about hy- the hypocrisy and double standards. It is really strange that when uh, the Rite Aid shooter and the charter school in Denver shooter and the Club Q shooter and the shooter here, Connor Sturgeon of the Louisville Bank, when they're all trans, you got to think of a couple things. You got to think of one, how bad that makes the trans or LGBTQ community look. And I sincerely, my heartfelt feeling is I feel sorry for people that really are trans and really are LGBTQ because these psychopaths exploit their identities that they don't want to go brag and tell the whole world. They exploit their identities and their crises in life and their confusion and their issues. You know, even if that issue is they really do feel out of body, it's a real thing. It exploits all that for political necessity and for political gain. And that is just just sick and disgusting and those are the LGBTQ trans people that I go to war for. Those are the people that I, that, that, that I stand with and stand next to. Because they're being exploited by political zealots and red guards. That's why. But I don't need to stand with them because they don't need my support. No black person needs my support. No trans person needs my support. Nobody wants or needs my support. Because people that are just humans are just humans. Okay? They go to get something to eat, they go to a movie, they have a job. They're just human beings, okay? The color of their skin doesn't matter. Their genitalia doesn't matter. Where they like to stick toys or where they like to stick their penis doesn't matter. What TV shows they like doesn't. None of this matters. What matters is we're human. And we should hold the same standard for everybody. If it's a white shooter who's conservative, everybody wants white people who are conservatives and Christians to be canceled and banned because some psychopath on drugs killed people. But when it's a trans shooter and when it's a consistent pattern of trans shooters, nobody cares because, well, that makes that makes the trans political narrative look really bad. Not the trans community. It makes the narrative look bad. Not the people that actually suffer. It makes the community of people that exploit the suffering. It makes them look bad. So let's just forget about that. Nobody cares. That's fine. They got to make you feel scared of going to a bank, of going to a store, of going to a school, of going to a club, of going anywhere. But in Chicago, hey, it's a-okay if you have gangs and drugs ripping the city apart. It's okay if your gun violence in Chicago is so bad that police don't e- just don't even go police those areas anymore because it's, it's useless. And here's the kicker. You know what those areas are. They're usually black communities. 81% plus, it's like eight, maybe it's 80%. It's like, I know it's over 80%. It's like 80 plus percent. I'll go conservatively. 80, I'll say 79%. It's like 80% percent plus of African Americans and black Americans want more police officers. They want police, which aren't always white, by the way. They want police in their neighborhoods because that's where the crimes are being committed against black people. Black on black violence is much significantly higher than white on black violence. In fact, black on white violence is incredibly higher than white on black violence. And black on black is substantially higher. So is Hispanic on Hispanic, Asian on Asian. It's all within your own community. It's all within your own race. It's all within your own ethnicity. A lot of reasons for that. But that's something, of course, they won't tell you because it doesn't benefit the power structure politically to do so. Because the power structure, the liberal power structure in particular, the Marxist communist power structure in particular, they hide behind black people and use them as shields to advance their political agendas. It's as simple as that. And because they hide behind a black person and say, look, I have a black friend. Virtue signaling gives them social credit. 
Social credit gives them moral licensing so that they can do things that are immoral, unethical, that are corrupt. They can do things that are terrible, that are double standards, that are hypocrisies. And it's okay because, look, they have a picture with a black person. It's really disgusting. That's what our governor here in Arizona does. She's literally been convicted of racially discriminating against Talanya Adams twice by two juries. So what is what does the woman do? She can't debate, won't debate, can barely speak, totally psychotic. And what does she do? She takes pictures with Native Americans and black people all day to make it look like she cares. It's all PR. It's all imaginary. It's all just fabricated in the imagination of psychos and people that want to manipulate reality to benefit them. They don't care what is a fact. They don't care what the truth is. They don't care what is logical, what is rational, what is practical. They don't care what the statistics or the data says. They only care about manipulating all those things so that you think they care about the statistics. They, you think they care about factual information. It's all just a big ruse. And the virtue signaling, the social credit gives them the moral licensing to be really terrible people because, if they, hey, I mean, they took a picture of the black person. So, of course, they can leave the border wide open. They have black friends. It's okay. It's not just the Louisville shooting, by the way, and it's not just the Rite Aid shooting or the Denver Charter School shooting or the Club Q shooting or the Covenant shooting, as these are just five I can think of off the top of my head. It's also what happened in Portland recently. I don't know if you heard about this. Police in Portland delayed releasing details surrounding a brutal murder of a cab driver on Easter Sunday because the suspect was trans. And of course, they had a history of violent and threatening behavior. And they stabbed a taxi driver to death on Easter evening in the Buckman neighborhood. Radio City Cab confirmed the victim was a longtime employee with an impeccable record. But it's okay that they stabbed them because they were trans. And of course, the police didn't want to didn't want to release the details. It took over 24 hours to announced that, according to the Portland Police Bureau, the suspect was identified as a 30-year-old Moses Lopez booked into the Multomic, is it, no, not, not, not Multomic, it's the Multima, Multima County Detention Center, charged with murder in the second degree and unlawful use of a weapon. And they were also booked a few days before for threatening another person with a weapon. And because we don't put psychos like this in prison, the sad, poor person who was driving the cab, who showed up to work every day and probably was a good worker and a good employee and could have been a good husband or wife or father or mother, whatever they identified as, they get stabbed to death because nobody wants to put the psychopath on the hormones and on the drugs into a jail cell and then take the key and melt it down. This person was... This is the, the 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 stabber. They didn't use a they didn't use a gun. They stabbed this taxi driver uh, to death. Stabbed him to death. Uh, maybe with their detached penis that they had surgically removed. Uh, this person, which makes all trans people look like psychopaths, this is what the system wants. Uh, and all trans people are not psychopaths. All LGBTQ people people are not psychopaths. They don't. You don't need me to stand with you. They don't need me to stand with them. But they, you know, they're not psychopaths. They can speak for themselves and. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining most of them don't like this because it makes them look like they're crazy. 
And that's what the system wants. More division, more hatred, more violence, more aggression, more terror, more fear, more terrorism. So this person was not only involved in the stabbing of this taxi driver. They were also booked days before for threatening another person with a weapon. And they were fired from working as a certified nursing assistant. That's where most of the psychopaths go, by the way, for engaging in abusive and threatening behavior toward not just the people that they were working uh, on, but the people they were working with, their own co-workers. And look, we're going to actually talk about the mainline medical industry tomorrow. Uh, because it, uh, just a few uh, weeks ago, a little less than two weeks ago, it was my son's birthday on the 30th of March. He just turned four. And I don't really get to see him. His mom admitted that she used me basically for a sperm donation. So I was used and I was abused. But that doesn't matter because I'm a male. So, you know, it's irrelevant. But it was my son's birthday on the 30th. And uh, I wanted to share with you a couple of stories about his birth and some things that I think will actually be able to help you. Uh, and I'm going to do that tomorrow night on the show. Didn't have a chance to last week, but I'm going to do that tomorrow night uh, about his, you know, his vitamin K shot and all the things they wanted to do in the hospital and how you have rights as a human and as a person and as a mother and as a father. And you don't have to subject yourself to what the doctors and the big pharmaceutical companies want. So I'm going to tell you about that tomorrow. And I'm, and I'm going to start the show out with this. I'm going to tell you, and I'll tell you tonight as well, that not all doctors and not all nurses are psychotic and uh, not all of them are psychopaths. In fact, most doctors and nurses are not inherently bad. But the profession itself attracts evil, um, and it, it attracts good people that are vulnerable to evil. And a lot of that evil comes in the form of big pharmaceutical companies that brainwash those good nurses and doctors into working for them. And those big pharmaceutical companies, we know, don't care much about human life. They only care about disease maintenance and making obscene amounts of profit, especially if they can get government to force people to take their products indefinitely or not be able to have employment or leave their house again. Tip of the hat to Woody Harrelson for pointing that out on SNL. Nobody would believe that script. Nobody would believe that that could happen. So the reason I bring up doctors and nurses is because here's what you typically find. This psychopath, Moses Lopez, who stabbed the uh, taxi driver to death and then threatened another person with a weapon a couple days before and was booked and was fired from their job for abusing and threatening their co-workers. They were a nursing assistant, and this tends to be the case. A lot of nurses, not because nurses are bad. I have a lot of listeners to this show that are nurses. I know you're good people. But what I'm saying is the nursing profession attracts psychopaths. The doctor profession attracts psychopaths, people that just want to make money. It also attracts good people that are corrupted by the zealot ideology of the pharmaceutical companies and big business. Okay, it attracts people like that. It attracts people with massive lumbering egos who are arrogant and self-centered and, well, they're egocentric and egotistic. And guess what happens? People that virtue signal and want social credit, they go and become nurses. Oh, I take care of people. I take care of people. So they get the moral licensing to go stab cab drivers. That's what happens in Portland. And the police are too scared. We don't, we don't want to release who the person was. It might, it might affect trans people. Well, maybe we should stop, you know, totally relying on the identification factors like making the skin color or the sex or the gender the primary identifying feature. Uh, because what it really is, is a psychopath who got a knife, got a gun, did something, 
and then they killed somebody or stabbed somebody or they killed lots of people and uh, their identity as trans doesn't really matter a lot and their identity as black or white or green or purple doesn't really matter. What matters is they killed innocent people, sure, morally and relatively speaking, but they killed innocent people who probably didn't deserve to die because, well, they were a psychopath. And once again, just like the Covenant shooting, just like the Louisville Bank shooting yesterday, just like the shootings at the Rite Aid and the shootings at the charter schools and the shootings at the nightclubs, all trans people, most of them on hormones or some kind of puberty blocker type thing, some kind of trans drug, which is not really a trans drug. It's just, you know, they're putting you on hormones and you know what happens naturally when your hormones go go out of whack. I mean, you start taking things that your body doesn't normally have a lot of, you're going to you're going to go crazy. Uh, and that is why actually uh, trans populations and LGBTQ populations have high rates of suicide. It's not because evil white conservatives stand on the street and mock them. It's because they take dangerous drugs. They're already confused. They're already really depressed. Most people are pretty depressed. Then when you take those kinds of drugs, this is scientifically provable. What happens when you take a bunch of hormones and a bunch of puberty blockers, and you get surgery, whatever the case is, just, just the hormones themselves. That's going to throw things way out of whack. And then you act out in violence. And of course, that makes all trans people look bad, and all trans people are not bad. But the police don't want to release in information or details about what the person looked like. And you look at this person, my God. They, I mean, this, th th listen, this is what, okay, it, if I was an artist, I would make a whole tarot deck, a whole new tarot deck or something like that, where the, the, these kinds of people, all the, the pride, glitter, family, rainbow people, they would represent the demons because they all look like they're possessed by demons. They're, they're, they're monsters, okay? This is the body shop. Remember the body shop was at the Grammys? What is the body shop? The body shop and praising the body shop is where you make modifications to God's creation. You remove the penis, you sew up the vagina, whatever they're doing. You make fake penises. The body shop is transgenderism leading us because they don't care about transgender people. They care about transhumanism because ultimately there is no homosexuality, right? Ultimately, there is no sex. There is only a cold, calculating, reptile-like machine mind that connects everything together in this hive so you can't think for yourself and you become this energetic food source for something interdimensionally, intergalactically, or something that's very human on Earth but acts like a lizard. And, well, it wants to control everything and everybody. That's where Google, Facebook, YouTube, and all the other companies come into play where they tell you by 2030 they want you connected to the hive mind. In order to do that, they have to confuse you about gender and sex and then they're going to hide behind and abuse people that really do have issues so they can get the whole population to accept the fact that, oh, we're not actually human. We don't actually have a divine spark of anything in us. Just criminals have that. But we need you to plug yourself into this figuratively and symbolically and literally. And if you plug yourself into this, all your pain will go away. Take the suicide pill. Take the demise pill. Step into the circle. Logan's run style. And just kill yourself. Blow yourself up. Rip your genitals off. It's all really, uh, Christians are right, it's all pretty satanic. That's, that's basically what it is. And of course, it doesn't stop there, because the White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, said that LGBTQIA plus kids are resilient and that they fight back against all the evil Republican conservative white people, even though most of these LGBTQ people are white. 
You ever seen Arrested Development uh, where my favorite character is Job, uh, played by Will Arnett? And he goes, he's, he, he's, you know, he's a magician. You know, he's, he, does, he does illusions, not magic and, or tricks, because that's something a whore does for money. So he does illusions. And he goes to the jail where his dad is. Uh, and he, he, you know, he swallows the key before he goes to the jail. And he's going to have his, his magic trick or his magical act is breaking out of the jail. And while he's in jail, he gets stabbed. And it's some white supremacist guy. And this white supremacist guy comes over and stabs him. He's like, white power. And as Job is falling to the ground with a knife in his back or a shiv in his back, he's like, but I'm white. All these people are white. All these psychopaths, except for, I think except for the shooter at Rite Aid, they, they, were, they had dark skin. All these people are white, folks. They're all white. So maybe white people are evil. The brainwashed, brain dead, university indoctrinated, uh, uneducated, but indoctrinated, reeducated white people. Those apparently are the problem because look at look at these people. I mean, I feel bad, but do you see the look at this the the, the person they, they identify themselves as Lily, right? Lily, the shooter at the Covenant School. Look at this person. I mean, just uh, overweight, on drugs, hair falling out. Looks like they are an absolute mental case. I mean, they look. It look this person looks like they could play Kathy Bates in Misery. Totally just evil same thing with the the person who stabbed the the cab driver there is even motivation for it it's not even like hey they said something about trans people stab 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 stab. they're just they're just freaking crazy they're just nuts but they paint rainbows on their face so it's okay and that's where you know and that's how you know you're dealing with real evil because people have to virtue signal i'm a good person i have rainbows on my face okay i'm not gonna hurt anybody I have glitter, okay? I have a glitter family. I have unicorns at home. You want to come and pet my unicorn, okay? Uh, by unicorn, they mean massive erection sustained through uh, erection-forming drugs that they use when they go read to kids because apparently that's, that's, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. But this gives them moral licensing. Look, I have a rainbow flag, so I can rape and I can stab and I can shoot and I can kill. I can do all these things because I'm flying the rainbow flag, and the government does the same thing. I mean, look, look, look at what the White House has done. Light the White House up with rainbows, put rainbow flags on the State Department building. And, and what does that do? Nothing. It does nothing except distract you and make you argue and make people hate trans people so that they can keep laundering money to their criminal Nazi friends in Ukraine. So they can keep operating their biological chemical weapons facilities. And so when gas prices go up back up to four something a gallon, and the crazy psycho uh, sock puppets that run the Democrat social media accounts tell you gas prices are down so low while they're at 425 a gallon and rising on average across the country. But they tell you they're low while they're rising because that's called gaslighting, folks. And that's what these people are proficient and efficient in gaslighting you quite literally when it comes to gas. Now, I, I've played uh, clips before of uh I have one of my favorite sheriffs. I like sheriffs. Uh, sheriffs are usually pretty good people. One of my favorite sheriffs, Grady Judd, uh, down there in uh, my home state of Florida. Actually, I lived in his county for many years. Uh, he is a um, a real sheriff, Grady Judd, and uh, he's the one that kind of became famous for he'll hold you know the pictures up, uh, and he'll sh- he'll show you like okay, so you can understand this. This is the picture of a riot. 
This is a protest. Now, if you didn't understand that, you can't grasp that. You can't wrap your mind around that. I'm going to show you another one. Here's a ro- here's a protest. Here's a riot. He got famous for doing that. Well, there's some other sheriffs that do very similar things. Very, very similar things. Marion County Sheriff. That's like the Ocala area of Florida. Billy Woods. He's been in the news before. He went viral. And all the mainstream media, they, they, they said he's going on a rant about guns and guns, 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 guns. And, you know, and then you listen to what he said. It's not really a rant. It's just he's responding to the media. They, the NBC News called it a wild rant against gun laws while announcing arrests and shootings that killed three teenagers. And, of course, look at the shooter. Crazy gang psychopath. Let, let's listen quickly here. Let's listen to what this sheriff had to say. Okay, Let's listen to what this sheriff had to say to the press. This is Billy Woods, Marion County Sheriff. Doesn't sound like a wild rant to me, but I don't know. You be the judge. Viewers out there probably heard us in law enforcement or even in community events talk about what is the problem. And I'm going to go ahead and address the first thing that I know it's going to come up. Because there are individuals out there viewing, and to include some of you media, that want to blame the one thing that has no ability or the capacity to commit the crime itself. And that's the gun. These individuals committed the crime. Sheriff, you mentioned uh, the gun. Do we know how the the, uh, suspects got a hold of the weapon? Car burglaries. Car burglaries. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ain't that right? All the gun laws we got in place didn't prevent it, did it? Neither will any new ones. Because here's the fact. The bad guy is going to get a gun no matter what law you have put in place. These juveniles shouldn't even possess a handgun. But they did. And I'll go back to you, add your question. A simple burglary, as some people will say, but I don't consider anything simple when it comes to a burglary. The law allows me, I'll plaster their face up on this page, up on my page, up on media. I will hand it out if the law allows me because parents have the right to know who their kids are hanging out with and preventing this. Amen. But apparently that was a wild rant against gun laws. No, it wasn't a wild rant and it wasn't really against gun laws. It was just uh, against uh, uncommon sense, which says that more gun laws will prevent criminals from breaking into your car and stealing your gun. No, they won't because they're criminals and that's why they probably can't get a gun in the first place. And it's crazy. It's wild how the media tries to spin something as simple as that piece of common sense right there. It's, It's just Un, it's truly unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. Here's uh, my favorite sheriff uh, with some really, really good advice. Become proficient. Get a concealed firearms license and carry it. And if you need to shoot somebody, shoot them a lot. One of the best pieces of advice you'll ever hear from law enforcement. In fact, uh, this happened up in Phoenix, Arizona recently. Phoenix, Arizona. There was a home burglary. Home invasion. And the suspect was shot and killed by the homeowner who reportedly was an ex-military uh, veteran or ex-military was a veteran. And he shot and killed that person. And it's all over social media here in, in, so, here in Arizona. Oh, why do you have to shoot him? Why do you have to shoot him? 
See, my only quarrels with this issue was he didn't shoot him enough. Just like Grady Jett said, you got to shoot somebody, you shoot them a lot. That person breaking into your home, they are not there to have a cup of tea with you. They are there to do really, really bad things to you. They are there to hurt you and your family. And if you have a shotgun, I'd shoot them and I'd reload it. If you have a clip with 10 rounds, I'd reload the clip. You make sure that person is dead because they are a scumbag possessed by the spirit of evil and they need to be put down before they hurt anybody else. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And no, I'm not angry. I'm just a rationalist. I'm just a realist. We'll be back. From para-history and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! So the whole point of tonight's show is to recognize the power of virtue signaling, the obtaining of social credit, and the usage of moral licensing to do really terrible things in the name of really good things, of hiding behind perceived marginalized groups in society, hiding behind crippled people, black people, hiding behind uh, pretty much anything, uh, you know, so that you're protected so that you can do whatever you want in the name of what you're hiding behind. And people that do this kind of thing, are they're psychotic. They're psychotic. Uh, psychologists uh, always find that if you're one of these people that you have to virtue signal and you try to obtain social credit and you use your moral licensing to do really bad things, you suffer from the triad of, well, dark personality. The dark personality triad of traits. Uh, and this includes 
being psychotic, which gets thrown around a lot. That word gets thrown around uh, to be psychotic, to suffer from psychosis, uh, to have uh, an inflated sense of self-worth, to be arrogant, egotistic, egocentric, uh, self-centered, self-important, narcissistic, uh, the dark tri- triad of personality traits, narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism. And it's toxic, and it's dangerous, and it leads you to believe that you have a, a special ability or special protection, protection. That's the moral licensing. So that when you do something really terrible, like stab a cab driver to death, or open fire in a bank, it's okay. Because in the case of the person that stabbed the cab driver who also was threatening someone days before in Portland who also was fired from their job as a nurse because they were uh, threatening and harassing their employees uh, other employees uh, you know as a nurse uh, this person has rainbow flags on their face in pictures so they're okay and the Connor uh, the Connor Sturgeon guy who shot uh, employees at the Louisville Bank it's okay because he uses certain pronouns so it's okay. In the covenant shooter, that's okay because those were Christians who died and they were Christian children who were going to grow up to be Christo-fascists and they died and they bled and it was okay because the shooter was a was an overweight, largely because of the drugs they were on, I would imagine. I don't know their medical record, but I'd assume they looked like the classic drug-induced stupor, drug-induced uh, weight problems and they have all these issues and they kill some kids at the school and it's okay because they're trans and those kids are Christian and the Christo fascists were going to grow up and they were going to kill the trans people. So the trans people kind of like uh, the Terminator, they're sending people back in time now, young kids to go kill the really young kids like John Connor so they don't rise up and they don't stop Skynet from taking over. That's basically what the system is doing. But it creates all this conflict, all this division, all this hatred, all this violence, all of this terrorism And who does it ultimately benefit? It doesn't benefit you. It doesn't benefit trans people. It doesn't benefit LGBTQ people. It benefits transhumanists. It blurs the line of sexuality. It prevents you from experiencing the orgasm. Ultimately, that's the goal. No sex, no gender. And then you become a coldly calculating reptile-like machine. And every decision is made for you. And your body heat is used to power the machines. And that's not... The Matrix, folks, that is Samsung's 6G digital extended immersive reality where it literally says robots will be in control, okay, and you will be used to power the sixth generation of technology, which is not cell phone towers. If you don't believe me, which I'm sure you don't, and I don't expect you to believe me because it sounds nuts, type in Samsung 6G white paper, And you can read all about how they want machines to control the digital hive mind extended metaverse reality where you power the machines and the machines control what you do. It's not the Matrix. It's not the movie. It's literally what Samsung is currently building. And when do they want it done? By 2030, the same time Google tells us they want us in the hive mind. There's a reason for that. And there's a reason for this increase in trans ideology. It's not just Marxism which is where all of this stuff came from in the 20s in Weimar, Germany. That's a separate story. But if you want to know where all the sexual surgeries and hormone therapy and puberty blockers and uh, the first transvestites and drag queen story time and all that, that's a script. That's a textbook. That's called Weimar, Germany. There's a book written on it called Gay Berlin. It's a, I think it's a pro-gay book. 
Uh, and it's you can find it at most bookstores. And if you read that book, you'll learn exactly what this is all about. Exactly what this is all about. Then you're going to learn why people like Hitler were so popular. Then you're going to learn why people like Donald Trump are kind of like Adolf Hitler. You're going to learn why conservatives need to understand this, because if they don't, they will become Adolf Hitler. That's the bottom line. You don't like Hitler, well, stop creating Hitler. Because right now, Hitler is being formulated and crafted and created and molded in a tank, and he's going to be released. They're going to release Hitler when this reaches such a fever pitch that people realize it's so out of control, we have to stop it. Because even people that weren't affected by it, now their kids are being affected by it. So what do we do? We have to elect a powerful leader who says we will stand against this. And that's when you get Hitler. So be careful. The left created Hitler. Hitler was a socialist. The left created Hitler. The left supported Hitler. And they're creating more Hitlers. And the right is just as nuts and just as crazy with some of their gun policies and some of their gender policies and some of their abortion policies. It's all crazy. Don't you love, by the way, just a separate, simple fact. Don't you love how it's hands off my bodies, hands off my bodies, hands off my bodies. But when it comes to vaccines, it's hands on everybody's bodies, injections in everybody's bodies. And by the way, if you decide to have the baby, you go to the hospital and a largely patriarchal system, traditionally a patriarchal system, that uh, that was able to formulate its its um, current procedures uh, from gynecology to childbirth on black women who were slaves, a largely patriarchal race based system then can put their hands all over your body and do whatever they want to you, drug you, cut you open. And that's OK, because you believe in science. Totally wackadoo, isn't it? So most of the stuff you hear on the secret teachings, you might think it's a conspiracy theory, right? You might think it's a conspiracy theory. I don't know what that means, but you might think it's a conspiracy theory. Everything I've shared with you tonight, by the way, is 100% factual. Everything I've shared with you, uh, every news article, every piece of information like the shooter in Louisville uh, using the cer- certain kinds of pronouns, all of this is based on uh, most of its official mainstream media reports, Associated Press, Reuters, you name it, okay? Uh, and then other things that I express are just common sense like uh i don't know uh why are we concerned about a couple people being shot in louisville but not the 21 people shot in chicago there's obviously a reason for that it doesn't make me a conservative it makes me a realist and i'm pointing out things that are overlooked and things that most of you actually probably realize that you're like why are we not talking about the people in chicago a child was shot in chicago just in their house they were shot twice in the thigh why aren't they of concern to black lives matter If they're black, why aren't they a concern to all the people that are so upset about guns? Why? Because they already got their way in Chicago. And that's the result of getting their way. You ever seen those uh, memes about this is what what happens after gun control and there's just a bunch of bodies in a pit? Pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. But speaking of conspiracy theories, there's a uh, report, a journal entry in PLOS1 about interventions in reducing belief in conspiracy theory. You know, conspiracy theories like Johnson & Johnson's shot for COVID-19 was causing thrombosis. Wild conspiracy theory. Turns out it was causing blood clots. Wild conspiracy theory. Johnson & Johnson's shot, which wasn't using mRNA, was only used and then pulled off the market to convince you that the original technology was dangerous, but the new mRNA technology was not dangerous. Then they pulled it off the market, like I said they would, and then they said it's not safe, but the mRNA shots are safe. So once again, you know that, that, that proves the point. 
uh, oh, I don't know, like it doesn't cause heart problems, but then it does cause heart problems. You ever notice that the priestly scientific elite class, I don't know, the famous Aztecs who had ripped the hearts out of victims or, you know, the, 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 the sacrifices of humans and cultures all around the world, literal, not symbolic sacrifices, uh, the non-civilized societies uh, that pushed civilizers like Veracoach and Quetzalcoatl and, and Krishna and Osiris out because they, the priests wanted to take control and kill people because they were psychotic. You ever notice that the priests that controlled the pharaohs, the priests that controlled the kings and the emperors and all that, they're always crazy and they're always scientists and they're always, they always know about the natural world and they got to rip your heart out and they got to kill children. Pretty much sounds like the whole bottom line uh, policy of the Democratic Party. Harm you with forced vaccines that swell your heart up, make you have a heart attack, and then abort your children. It's not Democrats, really. I mean, they just, they seem to have an, uh, an affinity for it. What it is, in fact, they even have you chanting the name of uh, Aztec gods of human sacrifice in California. That's part of the curriculum there in South California. Why do you think they have that happening? Because these are probably, I don't know if they're the same bloodlines. I'd say probably the same bloodlines. They're the same crazy nutjob psycho wacko people that controlled the pharaoh, that controlled the kings, that controlled the queens, that controlled the emperors. These were the psychopaths that wanted to cut your heart out and sacrifice your child. And what do they do today? It's the bottom line the bottom of the political spectrum, and it's the most mainstream thing, the only argument and discussion that matters or means anything. Taking your way, you're taking your right to self-defense away, taking your ability to defend yourself so they can abort as many kids as they want and as they can, and so you can get pregnant as a sacrament to have an abortion, and of course, so they can damage your heart with forced injections. I'm not saying, okay, I'm not saying that it's the same bloodline as some giant conspiracy. I'm saying it is history repeating itself. They don't put you on an altar and cut your heart out physically. Now they put you on the altar that is the doctor's table, and they roll up your sleeve, and they inject it into your arm so you don't realize that your heart is being cut out. Now they say, get an abortion. It's a human right. Have the child cut right out of you just moments before birth because that's what God wants, or that's what the devil wants, or whatever it is that you worship or that you believe in. Same thing the crazy psycho priests and scientists did during the Aztec reign, some of that during the Mayan reign, some of that during the Egyptian reign, some of that during the every culture throughout history. And it's always the psycho priests, and these are the same priests today operating. It's always the psycho priests that want to rip your heart out and kill your child. It's the same exact thing, and it's not a conspiracy theory. It's called history. But speaking of conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories, there's always someone trying to combat conspiracy theories, right? And there's a lot of crazy conspiracy theories. The Earth is flat, Tartaria, done shows on that called Tartar for now, if you want to look it up. And like maybe, maybe I should upload that as a best of soon so people stop asking me if I'm going to do a show on it. Tartar for now, that's the name of the show. I did that like a year and a half ago. Uh, Tartaria, Flat Earth, Pizzagate, QAnon, all these really just terrible uh, translucent conspiracies that aren't really even conspiracy theories. They're just conspiracies, uh, conspiracy uh, fantasies or imaginations or whatever because it puts you in the driver's seat. I'm going to protect the kids by killing the people at the pizza restaurant. Totally psychotic. And then, of course, it distracts you just like the shooting at the Covenant School, just like the shooting in Louisville, just like the shooting at the community college right outside Louisville. It distracts you from the shootings in Chicago where the policy they want to implement in Louisville and in Nashville 
is not working so well. And it's the same thing with conspiracy theories. They get you focused on Comet Ping Pong Pizza and all these weird symbols and pedophiles and ice cream cones and hot dogs. Meanwhile, Jeffrey Epstein is uh, running an operation uh, kind of akin to Walt Disney where he wanted to freeze his penis. Uh, li- literally, Epstein, that's the USA Today reported that, wanted to freeze his penis. Uh, and then he was he wanted to run, and he was running. He, he wanted to, I guess, I don't know how well the operation was going, but he wanted to have a fully functioning uh, genetic cloning center where he would impregnate women with his sperm and then have them give birth to a super Jeffrey Epstein. This is not, I'm not joking about this. This is real. You look at, look it up, the USA Today. Uh, it was in New Mexico. Was it called the Zorro Ranch or something? I think it was the name of it. Big, massive compound. Scientists from Microsoft, Bill Gates Associates, and they were running a Liebensborn program or a Liebensborn-style program. Instead of kidnapping Aryan children, they were making Aryan children at this compound. And guess what? That USA Today article, all the stories about that, none of that matters because, look, hot dogs, ice cream cones, and taco shells, and sprinkles on top. That's how they distract you. It's called misdirection. It's called sleight of hand. They're magicians, psychological magicians, and they know exactly how to divert your attention away from things that actually matter by creating fake stories when real stories are breaking so that they can easily debunk the fake stories and then by association debunk the real stories, even though the real stories are real and the fake stories are fake. So here is a study published in PLOS 1, the efficacy of interventions in reducing belief in conspiracy theories. Uh, We should probably try to employ whatever these methods are for people that uh, believe that uh, the average person has conspired to get them sick uh, or the conspiracy theory that is the 9-11 Commission or the Warren Commission. Those are just those are real conspiracy theories because they're theories about who conspired to bring the Twin Towers down or to kill a president or to get you sick or something like that. Conspiracy beliefs, the article says, have become a topic of increasing interest among behavioral researchers. While holding conspiracy beliefs has been associated with uh, several detrimental social, personal, and health consequences, uh, that's called, uh, largely today, that's called uh, uh, politics of both breeds, little research has been dedicated to systematically reviewing the methods that could reduce conspiracy beliefs. They call that electroshock therapy. They call that putting your head in a cage with a rat. Uh, They call that how many fingers am I holding up? They call that uh, basically just uh, psychological torture, social isolation. Uh, They call that excommunicating from society. Uh, They call that re-education. That's what it's called. We conducted a systemic review to identify and assess interventions that have sought to counter conspiracy beliefs. Out of 25 studies, we found that while the majority of interventions were ineffective in terms of changing conspiracy beliefs, Several interventions were particularly effective. What were those interventions, you might ask? Well, interventions that fostered an analytical mindset or taught critical thinking skills were found to be the most effective in terms of changing conspiracy beliefs. Our findings are important as we develop future research to combat conspiracy beliefs. But see, here's the problem. If they were objective in this study, okay, if they were really objective in this study, then as well as analyzing this is part of it, uh, conspiracy beliefs associated with l- reluctance to receive a COVID vaccine. See, that's what it's all about. It's about it's the pharmaceutical industry that sponsors all this garbage, okay? And they benefit from all this garbage. Instead of uh, making it only about that, how about 
you do something objective using real common sense and using real, uh, you know, real analytical mindset, such as people believe the vaccines are killing everybody. That's not true. People also believe the virus is killing everybody. That's not true. That would be objective. Okay, looking at both sides and saying it's not the virus, it's not the vaccine. Maybe some virus, maybe some vaccine, but it's not exclusively both. That would be objective. But it's not objective. Because when you think conspiracy theory, you think crazy, wacko, uncle, or aunt. Crazy, wacko that you hear on the radio. Crazy psychopath with uh, 200 pounds of documents here in my studio. Crazy nut job wacko. I probably got more than 200 pounds. Crazy uh, wacko nut job. And so anything to counter the crazy wacko nut job so you don't actually have to think for yourself is accepted and warranted and desired. And that's what you go into it with, believing. And then you get to the part where they say, what are some of these conspiracy theories? Ooh, the moon landing. Ooh. Well, I have a different conspiracy theory about the moon landing. I think they went to the moon. I just don't think they're showing you the real pictures. And I know that's a fact because they've airbrushed the photos and they've given awards to the people that have airbrushed the photos and edited them so you don't see what's actually on the moon. So did we go to the moon? Yeah, probably. Did we show you what's actually there? Not really. Because you know what they found on the moon? They found water on the moon. They found mist on the moon. They've been monitoring since the 15th. NASA has a report on this about uh, bridges and shadows and lights that have been seen on the moon since like the 1500s. (laughs) There's a a technical report on this that NASA published decades ago. But no, it's 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 just a hoax. Is it a hoax? Some of it, probably, yeah. A lot of it's a hoax. Did they go to the moon? Probably. Did they show you what's on the moon? Probably not. That's the real basis of the conspiracy, I think. That right there is, is, the, is, the, is the key that turns the lock, that opens the lock, that opens the doors to a lot of new things because now it's not an argument over did you go or did you not go to the moon. Now it's an argument over what was there? Why aren't you showing us what you found? And it's the same thing with everything else. For example, they say conspiracy beliefs are associated with reluctance to receive a COVID vaccine and reduce adherence to public health regulations. Extremist and violent behavior. You mean like the people that physically and verbally assaulted me for not wearing a mask? Like those kinds of people? Those are the violent extremists. Those are the crazy nut job wackos. And there's some crazy nut job wackos who also attack people for wearing a mask because they were so pumped up by alternative media spreading, uh, you know, largely uh, inaccurate and hyperbolic stories that made people go crazy and say, well, screw this. I don't want anybody to wear a mask and then ripping masks off people. That happened too. But let me ask you this question. Public health regulations. You mean the public health regulations that I have physical copies of here in the studio from the uh, NIH or from the AMA or from Yale University or from clinicaltrials.gov or from the... National Health Services in the UK. You mean all those white papers, some of which were published before 2020? All those white papers that said we need to increase people's fear of the virus because they're not afraid of it? All those white papers that said people won't take a vaccine. So instead of showing them that they're safe with science, we need to use messages like patriotism and economics and self-interest. Like those papers? The papers that said, or the book that says, the book called The Great Reset that says COVID-19 is not an existential threat. I'm a, I don't do accents, okay? But I'm just, I'm just giving you a terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger mixed with Klaus Schwab mixed with the best I can do in the moment. 
It's not an existential crisis, okay? That's what Klaus Schwab said. So if it's not an existential crisis, why are we acting like it's an existential crisis? Because they want you to believe it's an existential crisis because it's all in the mind. You mean those public health regulations? So those are the conspiracy theories that they're talking about. So what would be a way to combat those conspiracy theories? They say that you can't do it with, with uh, you know, talking directly to people. So how do you do it? Huh, let's find out. According to the study, the best way to counter these beliefs, not arguing against their beliefs, but the most promising was training to teach people how to critically analyze information. Now, I think that's a poor choice of words. You don't train people to think critically. You teach people to think critically. If you're training people to think critically, then you're indoctrinating them and brainwashing them to think the way that you want them to think. That's basically what happened to Winston when he had his mind warped in 1984. How many fingers am I holding up? Three, five, 10, 15, whatever you want. Just make the pain stop. Stop calling me a Nazi. Stop calling me a racist. I'll say whatever you want me to say. A man's a woman. A woman's a man. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I, even if that hurts trans people, I'll, I'll say all kinds of things. I don't care. Just stop the pain. Training people how to think critically. Training people to teach other people how to think critically. That's called re-education. So I find it really interesting that re-education and training people to think a certain way is the way to combat conspiracy theories. It sounds like you're not really helping people to combat conspiracy theories. It sounds like you're brainwashing people and conditioning people and re-educating people to think a certain way. Like, of course, the government wouldn't lie to you about what they've discovered on the moon. Of course, if you don't adhere to public health regulations where if you actually read the papers, they show you that it's all about fear and it has nothing to do with science. But if you read those papers, that makes you a conspiracy theorist and that's just a label you don't want to be identified with. The article of the journal goes on to say one of the primary characteristics of a conspiracy theory is that they are unfalsifiable. Specifically, any attempt to demonstrate that the claims made by conspiracy theories are false could be perceived as evidence of a cover-up of the truth. And institutions that attempt to debunk conspiracies are perceived as accomplices attempting to conceal such conspiracies. Well, sometimes, you know, like when the Centers for Disease Control gets most of their money from a billionaire eugenicist and the World Health Organization gets most of their money from a billionaire eugenicist. And then they work with the pharmaceutical companies and the pharmaceutical companies want to make lots of money and they don't want to be told no. They don't want to be told that they can be sued. So they get legal protections against lawsuits by paying off people in government. Uh, by paying off Congress and the Senate and the president. And uh, then they run media campaigns, uh, basically advertising campaigns. They have late night you know, talk show or not late night talk shows, late night, I guess like talk shows, fake comedy shows, political shows masquerading as comedy shows, some kind of Soviet Union crap. Uh, they have them basically working as advertisers for the pharmaceutical companies to make you think it's a big joke because, look, some late night funny guy gets up and dances around with people dressed like vaccines. So it's funny and hilarious, and you should go get one. It's all big corporate advertising. So let's go back to the beginning of tonight's show. And what did I say at the beginning of tonight's show? Social credit, virtue signaling, and moral licensing. This allows people to do really bad things while hiding behind cripples and blacks and anybody else they think is marginalized or anybody else they think needs them as a privileged person to support them because they're just too weak and pathetic to do it for themselves. 
Of course, all black people are just too weak and pathetic to take care of this. They need white liberal people to take care of them. Not even a white conservative. Because white conservatives can't be a white conservative. You have to be a, a white liberal. They'll take care of the black people. And, and, and they will take care of the black people. There's a long history of that. It started in 1828, and it was happening before that. That's just when the racial aspect of it came into play. But what else did I, did I say earlier? It's not just the moral uh, licensing and the virtue signal and the social credit that's obtained through the virtue signal, the moral licensing that, that's obtained through the virtue signal so that you can do really bad things in the name of being a, a good person. But it's also the fact that about 10 years ago, and you can, you, most of you have probably noticed this trend. All the people that were like down with the big banks, which was just a big bank, uh, Occupy Wall Street was just a communist, socialist, Bernie Sanders, AOC, socialist Democrat ploy, just like the GOP hijacked the Tea Party. Same exact thing, different sides of the political spectrum. But all the down with the banks, the big corporations, that's just, the, that's just anti-capitalism is what that is. But all the people that hated those things, they had a big, no, no big banks, no big corporations, which are just ultimately fascism is just big corporations and government merging together. So if you support big corporations, big pharmaceutical companies, you are a fascist by definition. If you support big government alongside of that. So what happened? All the anti-GMO, anti-chemical companies, anti-biotechnology companies, anti-pharmaceutical companies, all these people became pro-banks. We need a, don't, we need a digital currency now. They still have signs in their closet from Occupy Wall Street, down with the banks, down with corporations. But I support a central bank digital currency, a social credit score linked to your social media accounts, everything you've ever said and done in the past. So it can be scrutinized and then they can paint with a broad brush you today with things you said in the past, like Edward Snowden said, I played that clip for you. And of course, all the anti-biotechnology people, anti-pharmaceutical people, you've got to have biotechnology companies now because they're going to save the world from climate change. You've got to have big pharmaceutical companies. They're going to save the world from disease. It's funny how they've twisted and turned everything and everybody around to now support them. Now, you can call that a conspiracy theory. It wouldn't be a conspiracy theory. It would be business as usual. It would be psychological warfare and gaslighting. And you see it every single day. Go follow the Democratic Party on Twitter. They tell you every day, gas prices are so low. Crime is so low. Meanwhile, gas prices are over $4 a gallon and crime is spiking in blue communities. But they tell you it's spiking in red states. That's true because all 50 states are red except for the big blue cities, which are so blue, they might as well be black. They're so blue. Maybe they might as well just be like the darkest, deepest part of the ocean, just so blue, so black. You can't see your hand in front of your face. But they say, no, it's the red states. It's where all the guns are. That's why a lot of the big mass shooters recently have all been trans people. And then that hurts trans people because it makes people on the right think it's trans people that are violent. And a lot of them are. But it's also not their fault because they're being brainwashed, conditioned, and controlled like Manchurian candidates to carry out those crimes. So it creates the conflict that they desire. And of course, if you're white and a Christian, it's your fault. If you're trans and on hormones, it's not your fault. If it's in Chicago, it's not a problem. If it's at a bank in Louisville, it is a problem. Because they're going to virtue signal about how they care about certain groups to obtain social credit and moral licensing by using pronouns and using flags, etc., so that they can do really terrible stuff in the name of vulnerable people. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is just plain evil. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to listen to the show after it airs, you can listen on Apple Podcasts slash Apple Radio. Anywhere you find radio shows or podcasts, just search The Secret Teachings. 
If you listen for free, we get paid. When you download the show for free, we get paid. There's a free archive also. It's pretty simple with links to all the other players at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're an old subscriber, thank you so much for subscribing. You can renew your subscription on the website. If you're a new subscriber, head on over to aftermath.media where you can subscribe to either my show or you can subscribe to the package premium deal. It's only a few dollars a month and you get my show, Clyde's show, and a lot more. Aftermath.media. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.